Hi, everyone. This is Dawn Richard, also known as The Awakening with Dawn, and this is the Wake Up to Real Love podcast, where we share stories of struggles and triumphs in love, sex, and relationships, along with expert advice to create more conscious connections. I am so glad and honored and happy and excited today to welcome my friends, Jamie and Tony Williams. Um, they don't need an introduction because they're so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> They're just this beautiful, um, loving, um, growth-oriented, spiritually-minded, beautiful couple that show up in their full authenticity and truth, and um, they're just a joy and a pleasure to be around. So I'm happy to share this podcast with my friends, Jamie and Tony. Welcome. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you for having us, Dawn. Yeah, I'm so... It was so cool when I met both of you in person. You know, Jamie and I had been friends online for what, almost two years or so? Yeah. When we met last year at that retreat. And um, then Tony came along for the ride <laughs> before we started the retreat. And it was so nice for me to witness you two as a couple. You know, I mean, I knew Jamie pretty well. And then to see your partnership, I just you know, kept looking at you with these like eyes of love and my sparkles in my eyes. I'm like, oh, they're such a beautiful couple. Oh, thank you. I think it's, I find it that I feel very fortunate that I can bring Tony out with my girls and he can totally hang yeah. and Tony can bring me out with his boys and, and I could totally hang. We're both Tony's favorite word is malleable. So we're both malleable yeah. like that. Yeah, it's, gr it's great because a lot of times you can't, you know, mm -hmm. or there are only certain people that you can bring them around, right? Mm -hmm. But this is, I think this is one of the beauties of your relationship is that you're so free to just be who you are in each other's presence. I mean, that to me is a huge gift that you give each other. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's been a journey, really. Yeah. Um, it has been a journey that. because you Freedom. guys have basically like grown up with each other. You guys met when you were very young, right? 20 years. <laughs> yeah, 20 years. Yeah. yeah, so I was, it was just before my 23rd birthday, we got married, and Tony was 28. We got engaged the weekend of his 28th birthday in Spain. So after after only dating for how long again? A month. <laughs> I mean, could you could you imagine back then? Like when you look back, do you go, "Oh my gosh, we were crazy"? I mean, well, that's it's an interesting question because we. I don't know, maybe it was a couple years ago, we finally watched our wedding video. It was on like a cassette tape, so we never really watched it because we had to have it transferred over to digital. Uh huh. And so I was really expecting to watch that video and see myself nervous or maybe apprehensive. And um, I was completely confident <laughs> I had no doubt that this was the right choice I I it, as soon as I saw myself I was like oh, okay yeah <laughs> okay 
Like I, I can, I can remember feeling that way. Like just that this, it was absolutely the right thing. I was in the right place. Yeah. And same for me, I feel that, um, it was meant to be. And, um, and I'm one that usually makes decisions slow. I prefer to contemplate and evaluate and look at the, you know, all the different elements that can go into it. Mm -hmm. But I just, I, I just felt that this was right. And yeah, I, I was 28. I was in London. I was independent. I de declared that I'm going to be a bachelor for the rest of my life. <laughs> and the world brings me this you know, amazing person. Uh -huh. And that completely changed my perspective and led us to where we are. Yeah, it's really incredible. I mean, the fact that it happened so quickly, did it surprise both of you? It just felt right. It just felt right from the get-go, for me anyway. Um, so, yeah, it, and just like my, it's a good question to ask my parents, right? Because of course, I go to school abroad in London and I come home ready to get married but it didn't even surprise them because when I would call back home to talk to them and I would talk about Tony they noticed that there was something completely different in my voice I spoke about him differently like it was very um I think I just had that assurance that I knew that this was the right thing it was more of a a recognition I think it was it was a natural thing that happened and when it's when it's very easy it flows well uh, obviously it's going to be a lot easier to make it work and I found that um, that early in our relationship that that, that it would be um, it would be easy for us to get along we did we traveled together um, we you know we we hung out with friends new friend meeting new friends meeting new family everything was just very fluid mm -hmm. i think that's key you know i think it's key you have to be able to you know get along with a lot of the the um the family and the and the friends and i think that's um that's key with 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 us is that we're able to you know mix it up easily Mm -hmm. And Tony had, when we met, he had a very close-knit tribe there with him. He had like probably a dozen Kiwi friends that were all living in London. So um, hanging out with them and I'm sure that if I didn't get along with his tribe, it would have been a completely different <laughs> story. But, um, yeah. you know, that was one of the things that attracted me to him is that all of the people that he surrounded himself with were just so pure hearted. Mm. And I, I thought, wow, you know, this is something really special. Like he attracts beautiful energy to him and, mm. and that's, that's hard to find. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really. I mean, this, this sense of, um, this sense of community, that was important to you. I mean, and I don't know, Tony, if this was because you were raised in New Zealand, you know, sort of in a, in a larger community, like, was that important to you to, to always have sort of a tribe around you? Yeah. Uh, my culture is very tribal orientated. Um, and we, we have like a brotherhood of, and, and, and we're so close. 
there are, you know, there's no space for inauthenticity. Uh -huh. We we are very loyal. All my my friends around me are very loyal. Um, they're good people, and I think it's just a reflection of who we are or who we want to be, mm -hmm. and we choose to have those people around us. So they're yeah, they're good, authentic themselves. They're not trying to be anybody. They're not trying to impress. They're just trying to live. We're just trying to live a life and enjoy our life and provide some talents. And they have fun yes. and they, yeah. they, you know, take the piss. And <laughs> very sarcastic. We a, they give each other a hard time. We're a very sarcastic kind of culture and we, uh, we love uh, giving each other a hard time. And, and, and we're very um, competitive, you know, it's like a brotherhood, like brothers, you know, we tease, uh -huh. we uh -huh. play, we, uh -huh. we go everywhere together and, uh, Mess about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, so Jamie, his tribe in London was just uh, a replication of the sort of the tribe that he came from. And it was like, you felt like a welcome member of the tribe immediately. Yeah. I did. I don't, I mean, I don't think I was really in a place to, judge whether I was welcomed or not I just knew that it felt very organic and um and I just really enjoyed spending time with them all you know it was in any moment that I got to spend with Tony was I was just so thankful for and then and to be able to spend time with his friends was just icing on the cake mm. yeah and they're still my best friends to this day too so mm. they're, they're, and, I, and I communicate with all of them yeah I mean we get 3 3 a.m phone calls all the time because yeah. of the time change and they're all together and yeah yeah I've known them for years since I was a teenager so it makes it a lot easier when you know people you trust them uh -huh. Uh -huh. and they are looking out for you and um, you know I think Jamie Jamie was welcomed in to the group because she was a good soul. She was a, a net, you could tell, I think the guys could tell that she was a good person, mm -hmm. genuine, genuinely interested, not just trying to, you know, be another member of the tribe, but, you know, she had um, qualities to bring to the table too. Mm -hmm. And so how have the two of you grown together as, as you know, throughout these 20 years? <laughs> at different stages, at different paces. You can, you can tell us about your circular journey because I'm sure it's not linear. Uh -huh. Well, we've always been partners in crime. So we've always worked really, really well together, whether that was, you know, remodeling our home or taking turns with the kids or. Um, you know, we work, we actually worked together for 15 years and that's, that's um, amazing. That's amazing to me. <laughs> it is. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I think, uh, the majority of our adult lives together, I've, I spent trying to keep up with him. <laughs> in, in what ways? Because he has a lot of energy and he has a big vision and he can handle a lot of intense situations and work through things and he's a closer 
And so he's really that driving force. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I've, I've kind of, I spent a lot of time just trying to like keep up with (laughs) I've always had faith in his vision, you know? And so I was, I was always his biggest supporter and whatever I can do to help him, you know, I was on it. Mm. Yeah. And, um, my pace was, was pretty strong and I, I didn't really understand or acknowledge that Jamie was, you know, sometimes struggling to keep up with me Mm -hmm. and I would keep pushing and pushing and she would keep, she was always there and she was always trying, but it was, it was, it would be tiring on her sometimes. I didn't really understand that because I didn't have a uh, off switch or (laughs) slow down or, you know, it was like, this is where we're going. This is where we, what we need to do. And so I'm just going to do it. And I, I would have a path and I would achieve it. And, Jamie and was, so I would, I would get, have these breakdown moments where it's like, I just, I want so bad to yeah. do this, but I can't, like, I just can't. And, and I was, it's a lot of my growing up has been learning how to communicate and learning how to identify my own emotions Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't, when I would have a breakdown, I, I wouldn't be able to say, you're moving too fast. I need a break or I need to slow down or, you know, can, can we just like pause for a moment? It would just be like, I would just, it would be stress and anxiety that would surface. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't know how to travel that. I wouldn't know how to allow okay. that to flow out in a certain way. And so that would that would be where we would come across most of the conflict is where I would just break down but not really know how to identify. I, I would know that I didn't feel good, but I wouldn't know how to identify why I didn't feel good or what I can do to make it better. It was just, I was just broken down, you know. And so... Tony, were you noticing this? Um, not so much because she she hides hides it well. Other than the um, you know the communication breakdown that um, that we would go through. Um, after a while, she started to um, take time to herself and and work on herself and take the the rest that she needed to recharge. And um, and you know I wasn't I, I wasn't programmed that way as a, as a kid. My dad was a go 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 go, um, you know. So I wasn't really I didn't understand that that uh, Jamie or, or someone else needed downtime to recharge. <laughs> my dad was before. Yeah, you're like the energizer bunny. We have like two young kids and we don't get sleep at night. He's like, why are you sleeping on the couch? It's Saturday morning and you have all this stuff that you could be doing. And I'm like, right. we have little ones, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm up in the morning and I'm working on on, on uh, programs at nighttime and, uh, and uh, development at, until midnight or two in the morning. Then I get up at six or five and I work in a garden and I do all the stuff that I can do and all of a sudden it's one o'clock in the afternoon and they're still they're just getting out of bed. And I've already, <laughs> I've already chilling the on the couch all morning, yeah. I've already comfortable <laughs> and I've always been like that. So 
Yeah. And I so that was like total that. like foreign to him yeah. how we could just kind of have a lounge day like that was yeah. not no, like, yeah. that's something that he had to learn to uh-huh. have a lounge day <laughs> i was gonna say was that frustrating for you tony you're like why was, are you being so lazy yeah it was sort of frustrating because there we lost a lot of i felt you're know, losing a lot of productivity time within <laughs> this, this time. and our life's so short and there's so much to do and uh-huh. lots of things to do so um we're losing time. <laughs> <laughs> and Jamie's laughing because she's like, just be, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I didn't even know how to say that. I didn't even know the concept of just being. I was completely sold on the idea that we have to overachieve and overdo and overthink and, you know, be really busy. And I was in full autopilot mode because that was the only way that I can survive my daily schedule you know between kids and and work and household and yeah society you know where we are in in the large city um is like that everybody's you know stressed with their time there's so much to do uh and so little time so unfortunately we um we really don't take care of ourselves enough Mm -hmm. um and think about each other enough because we're, we're doing so many things and pulled in so many different directions and there's so many distractions that that uh, we feel that okay this is what we're supposed to be doing this is what everybody else is doing and um, and uh, we're behind the ball so we've got to catch up and uh, you know and so you're constantly yeah we're pulled in all different directions yeah. and and so tony and i we've we landed in a place where I was, you know, aside from work and managing kids, managing the household, I was doing volunteer work, I was serving on a board, and and Tony was also involved in the community, and he was serving on a board, and, and we just weren't even seeing each other. Yeah, we're right. And it was like we're serving everybody outside of ourselves. Oh, and but each other. Serving yeah. ourselves. Yeah and each other Uh so we had to really like take a pause and we really had to it was you know a bit of a wake-up call um once it all kind of came to reality that we weren't um you know we weren't spending enough time together and uh we weren't really a unit anymore because we like, developed our own lives we developed jamie had developed her life and her circles and she was doing things independently of me uh-huh. so therefore I was doing that on my side to keep myself um, yeah. from from questioning and um, and unfortunately we created our own independent lives which took us in a direction away from each other and we're at a point at a junction that we realized that that uh, this is happening and and we decided that that's not what we wanted and um so how did you change how did you change to make your partnership a priority you quit the boards it wasn't easy for him to cut back on that because he was so used to like he would have events every night of the week and all of a sudden he was like home (laughs) that was a big transition where i'm a little bit more of a homebody so for me to be home it's like so nice but for him, it was it was a bit of a transition. Yeah, it was um, a 
involved in, heavily involved with the community and all of a sudden you know we decided that we would we would um, cease our positions on these boards and and these uh, in these uh, capacities and uh, that we would spend more time together all of a sudden I've got this time on my hands and I'm a little stir crazy I feel like I need to be somewhere I feel like I need to do something do something uh-huh yeah so I had to learn how to just kind of be present with the moment and and, and um, you know I, I found ways to um, to occupy my time and um, eventually it just kind of you know you start to sort of just pause and slow down and and adjust and that's I think one of the things with Jamie and I is we're able to um, a- adapt you know I I've always loved that word malleable um, and I feel that's a big part of of who I am and I've loved that word since I was about 15 at high school I learned to the high school and I looked at it and I thought that's an amazing word and I love it mm. and it just really makes sense in a lot of things in in life and if you're able to look at look at any situation and adjust to any situation not just be rigid um, you can become more fluid with it and we've been able to do that um, in these situations which has allowed us to uh, flow with a lot easier than instead of you know go into it with um, with a plan and it fail, you know. Do you these think? Go ahead. Things, things don't always work out, you know, the way that you plan. Mm-hmm. So. Do you think that people even realize they're being rigid? I, I think a lot of people are very unconscious of how they're acting. I know that I was very unconscious and. I, I had um, one situation which was really a gift. I ha- I, there was a, a woman that I volunteered with and um, I was at the office and I, I ran to go pick up some lunch and I ran to do a couple of errands or whatever. And, and I ran into that woman a couple of days later and she said, oh, you know, I, I, saw, I saw you the other day. I saw you the other day, but you looked like you were so focused on what you're doing that I didn't even stop to say hi. I didn't want to interrupt you. Mm. And I thought, oh my gosh, how sad. You know, like I'm not, I'm not even open to saying hi to my friends because I'm so focused and on what I'm doing. I'm, I'm completely not present. Mm-hmm. And so I think that a lot of people have been in that state and it's really a sort of kind of a survival state, you know, and, and this quarantine I think is allowing people to really evaluate and step out of that autopilot mode, step out of that overdoing, overthinking Mm -hmm. and really be able to come back to their center and start to be more present. Because because they can't be so busy when they're. I mean, Tony, you 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 talked a little bit before saying you know your business has actually you know still maintained itself pretty well, but you're still not running around or going into the office and you know having to come and go, right? So he's working quite a bit still. I'm working a lot at home, um, so there's projects I can always be doing and. It's just a different vibe at home. I mean, during this quarantine for California, we've had a lot of rain 
and so to to work at we have an office here at the house and it has a fireplace and oh you know nice it's it's from one wall to the next of windows and so you see the storm coming in and with the fireplace and the dogs are all cozied up in their beds so (laughs) it's a it's a nice vibe They'll yeah. probably work on a little bit more often, I think. Yeah, I've been building the business to that point to be able to be more, you know, to travel more, Jamie, and and just be more, I guess, enjoy life a little more. Um, mm-hmm. so. We took, we started the business in 2004, Four. and we really didn't take our first vacation until so 2000 <gasps> it was 11 11 12 years yeah. wow like we would take little weekend trips where my mom would watch the girls for us but we for that yeah. long amount of time we never took a vacation because we didn't have the time and every single penny that we made we reinvested back into the business wow yeah so uh, it's time to enjoy. <laughs> Take a step back. Yeah. So, how do you? I mean, I think this is the thing about the quarantine, and we were talking a little bit about it. It's like really forcing people, if they're if they're conscious, if they're not, you know, filling themselves with at home distractions, you know, rather than out in the world distractions. I mean, this is really. Um, a good opportunity for people to recognize what are my priorities? Mm-hmm. What, what do I hold valuable? What's meaningful yeah. to me? Yeah. That's even one of the questions I, I pose to my employees. Um, you know, you're at home, you've got this downtime. Um, I hope you're not just sitting on the sofa watching movies and playing video games, but are you, Furthering yourself, are you? Yeah. Is there something you would like to learn? Is there a book you've wanted to read? Is there something you wanted to you know, to do a hobby? Find something through this time. So when you come out of it, your your is more of you. You've got more to offer. You're ready to go, and you know, you haven't just been wasting this time because um, I think it's an opportunity for people to you know, to um, pursue things that they've been putting on hold maybe for a long time. Uh, because because most people's excuse for things is I don't have the time. Right. 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 And so yeah. now and so now it's an opportunity for people to actually take the time that they would want to. And, um, you know, it's it's not necessarily about staying busy. It's more about you know, how do I want to enrich my own life? How do I want to fill my own tank? <laughs> you know, when, I, when I'm out in the world and I'm running on empty because I'm so busy running around, you know, what can I do? What, how, can I, how can I make this time really valuable and nourishing myself and recharging, recharging my battery? Right. Mm-hmm. And it's probably difficult for people to adjust into that sort of state of mind because um, they, you know, they've been so go, 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 autopilot, autopilot. Um, but the beauty about this quarantine is it's, it's prolonged. So you're forced to sit with yourself. 
you're forced to, hey, you know what, go back to that book you know, picked up a few days ago, read it. You know, you've got time to do that. So I think that this is really um, uh, teaching us that um, you know, there are other things that are actually important too, mm-hmm. not just um, the external world, but myself. And, and It's also giving us an opportunity to see how far we've come. I mean, last week, when I was really hit with a tsunami of sadness, of collective sadness, it made me realize that um, all of the programs that I've rewritten, like none of those came through for as a distraction. So, you know, I, I didn't have anyone to blame for the sadness. I didn't have, I didn't try to step into controlling it. Um, I didn't repress it. Um, I didn't turn to TV or to social media, even music. I I couldn't even listen to music, which is a huge thing for me. Yeah. It was like, I I really just had to sit with that sadness and it was, it was really amazing to, to be able to say, wow, I'm fully allowing myself to have this experience. And no unconscious programming is creeping in to distract me from it. Wow, that's like a huge thing because that unconscious programming, we know how easily it creeps in. Yeah, I think that's that's challenging for everybody is to really feel. Mm -hmm. Like you, you know, you, I think, I think because we're so busy and so externally focused a lot, you know, we, we disconnect either, you know, from the neck up. (laughs) Um, So we're either like disconnecting from our thoughts or disconnecting from our bodies or disconnecting from our hearts and, you know, and, and not really giving ourselves the opportunity to say, huh, what is this about? Right. Mm -hmm. What, what's, what, how is, how is this challenging me? What do I need to learn? Or Mm -hmm. what were were you going to say, Tony? Yeah. Being present with the moment. Um, You know, every situation has an opportunity. You know, you can look at it as an an dwell and demise, or you can look at it as, Hey, you know what? Let's contemplate. Let's discuss. Let's uh, learn. I think uh, you have a chance to to sit with it, and that's what we all need. I think more of is being able to um, to be present, mm-hmm. you know, because you know we're we're the the social world uh, work environment. We're we're so in autopilot. We're so pulled in so many different directions that we're not really present with with um, with maybe one thing or more things. And I think that's one of the things that I've really kind of started to appreciate over this you know, journey that we've been going through is, is engaging a hundred percent with what I do at the time. Mm-hmm. And if it's and sitting, doing nothing, sit and do nothing. And that's, I mean, going back to the question of how we've grown up together, that's something that we really had to learn because in the past, if I was feeling sad, I think Tony felt like he was to blame. Whereas now it's like I could communicate with him, like I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm feeling this energy. And he understands that 
it's just something that is passing through. It's not his fault. He's not doing anything wrong. He doesn't have to fix it. He can just, you know, allow me to have my space or even hold space for that for me and just let it pass. Yeah, I think a lot of guys, we love to fix things, right? That we, um, we almost get in the way when we do that because everybody has a process of, I guess, healing or learning. Um, and we're all at different stages, but when we get in the way where we think we've got all the answers, but um, a lot of times we just need to let it play out. Mm-hmm. You know, if you just let it play out and just be present and just be present in the moment and supportive like a good friend would, um, I think that's, um, that's what we really need sometimes. Do you think that, that a lot of men have difficulty with that because they're uncomfortable with what their partner is feeling? Like they, or, oh, yeah, or it, I think it's, I think we go through, um, when someone changes, there's an ob- obvious, um, unsettlement, maybe insecurity. Uh, there are ways that, uh, other way, other ways that people feel when their partner or, you know, um, their partner is going through some sort of changes. So I think that um, I would imagine a lot of people, a lot of men um, or female um, would be uh, unsettled in, in if they saw changes in their partner, especially if the partner wasn't communicating with them um, what they're going through. And all, all of a sudden it was like they, they started changing. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I have to take my hat off. Jamie's been very good at uh, keeping me involved with her journey. Um, you know. Um, but that hasn't always been an easy process for me. Because, yeah. like, in my, in my gene keys chart, my, my whole purpose is to be transparent. Mm-hmm. And usually whatever your purpose is, that's your biggest journey. That's your biggest challenge. You are the the furthest opposite as as you can get. And so my entire life, I've hid myself. Mm -hmm. I've, I've been so scared of other people's criticisms or other people's judgments that I've really, um, not really shown who I was like deep within, you know, I I would always have just like a few friends and those would be my, my, my trusted peeps, you know? And, Mm -hmm. um, but other than that, I, I was very just kind of like, um, you know, just kind of in, in whatever role I was in at that time. And so for me to really open up to Tony, especially when it, I was, I was uncomfortable opening up to things just within myself, <laughs> just seeing it for myself, yeah, let yeah. alone sharing it, sharing that and, and facing, you know, the, um, facing my own fears of having him judge me or having him say, Oh, that's too crazy. I'm out of here. That fear of rejection or abandonment. Yeah. 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 So, so how um, did you overcome that? 
Because this is this is a big thing. I mean, I I think that this is really common for many many people that were really afraid to show up transparently, right? Yeah. Because we are afraid of that um, judgment or rejection. You know, I mean, there's a potential risk and yeah. vulnerability every time every time you you express your truth. You know, it was so difficult. It was honestly so, so difficult because not only was it hard for me to come out of You just froze, Jamie. Okay, sorry for that. There was a little internet wobble. So I just asked you, how were you able to overcome your own fear of expressing what was really going on with you? Yeah. Because because this is this is important because right. a lot of people well, and, are afraid. And this, is, this is the importance of the dance of the relationship because here I'm dealing with this wound of repressing my emotions and hiding myself. Mm -hmm. And then Tony's dealing with his own wounds. You know, he had been taken away from his mom at a young age. Um, his dad left him for a bit of a time and, and with his grandparents. And, and so there was, there was some um, weaving in and out of his, his younger years of being abandoned. Mm -hmm. And so, so my transitioning was kind of, you know, activating, triggering him, triggering him. And so it's a delicate dance. So it was kind of like, I had to feel like I could trust him to talk to him. Mm -hmm. But then he had to feel like he could trust me to know that I wasn't changing too much. So it was kind of like a little bit of this back and forth, back and forth. I think, I don't know when our the moment was where we finally just went and and and, in. and what is changing too much <laughs> well jamie did it quite what I, I feel she did it quite gracefully over the, over a period of years where um she slowly started to to transition and uh, change and it allowed me to walk it with her it allowed me to um, see, oh, I'm going to be okay. Um, things are going to are okay, and and I wanted to be that supporting husband and friend. So, um, so how were you seeing her change? Um, well, she was definitely changing from the normal routine and and, and ways that we had been living for many years. She's well, I had more. I had decided that I wanted to work myself out of the business, so that was like the big kind of catapult. Uh huh. And um, I was really on a mission to understand what was causing me stress and how to relieve that stress. I was so tired of having anxiety and I was so tired of feeling overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And so I was really setting, setting myself out on the mission to figure out how do I live a life that's 
peaceful and harmonious. And and she, I had felt that she was quite selfish through that time because she was spending a lot of time on herself. Um, and we were the family was kind of still operating. Um, the kid, me and the girls, and but Jamie was off doing her own thing. I had felt that she was, you know a bit selfish in that time, but I realized that she needed to go through that too. And I felt that um, we would be better off in the future once she has sort of, you know, figured it out. Were, were you afraid that she would maybe leave? Um, I would say that... Um, ja Jamie's not. I, I wasn't really kind of... Because um, I, I knew I'd be okay if, if, if that came to that. Uh -huh. I, I knew I, I'd be okay. Uh, things, and I but, knew she'd be okay. If, but if that, she, but that wasn't the question. My question was: <laughs> Were you afraid? Nice diversion, Tony. But were you, were you afraid that she would leave? I think I was afraid of the change. Um, yeah, and and it definitely allowed me to um, to revisit my old um, wounds. You know. Uh -huh. It allowed me to to really kind of acknowledge that, and I'd been working on it over over many years, and um, and I just had to trust. So at that point, I kind of just had to trust that things are going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And once I made that decision, then I I let go, um, and and I was able to support her and and walk with her and be patient, and um, and it was a lot easier for me once I let go. Once I how did you let go? Because that's a really hard thing, I think, for most people, because we have this sort of false sense of being able to control things, you know, and we've, and yeah. we've seen in this quarantine that we, we can't really control much. No. I think the question, and I'm going to divert it this time, I think the question is, how do you not let go? Because if you don't cross that bridge where you let go, there's no freedom in the relationship, you know? And so it, it, I think Tony and I were at this space where, um, you know, I was very much in the journey of a seeker and I'm sure that in the back of his mind, he's wondering if I'm seeking a different life. Mm -hmm. So once we, once we kind of did that dance where it's like, we build that trust back and forth, building that trust. And then we realize that we, we can give each other that freedom. And even if, you know, if I give him the freedom and he totally screws up, that I'm going to be okay and he's going to be okay and vice versa, mm -hmm. you know? And it, it's really a matter of trust or trusting the universe and surrendering surrendering to the universe, surrendering to the process, um, because the relationship can't fully grow unless you give each other that freedom and that space to grow into. You know, you can't really, ex your relationship can't expand unless you create that extra room to expand into. And so even though it's scary, to let go of the control of that. If you don't do it, you're not gonna grow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you don't let if you don't let that person go where they need when they need to, um, you're really holding them back and they're not being there 
their true self or their fulfilled self mm-hmm. and then they resent you or or um you know maybe you resent yourself mm-hmm. so i think if um uh, I, I realized that it would be in a, I would be in a better place if I supported her and regardless of what happened that um, that I would be happier with myself knowing that I, I was um, was um, allowing her to do what she wanted to do mm-hmm. and I, I, you know we are so much happier because we do have our own lives our own things that we do um it's funny because you know when you're married you're kind of joined at the hip right and you do everything together and you've got this circle your friends and you've got your things that you do and all of a sudden one of you changes it's an alien you know process and um and it's scary you know uh, when someone changes and and you're uh, who are they who are their new friends uh where are they going uh and maybe they're not communicating if they're not communicating um, well, it can, it, you know, it can be quite threatening. I can imagine. <laughs> Why are you saying I love you to people online all the time? <laughs> you know, our whole like sisterhood. It's like, <laughs> are these people? You don't even know them. <laughs> yeah, and Jenny went through a process where she's on her phone all the time, right? <laughs> Nonstop on her phone all the time. And um, you know, if there's, if, if you're not communicating with your partner, you know. Um, who you're talking to and things like that, um, mm-hmm. I, I can imagine it would be, it would be uh, uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really important to communicate, um, you know, the stages you're going through, how you're feeling mm-hmm. with your partner. And, and, and I think it's important for the partner to be able just to be present with that, uh, allow that person to go through that change. Doesn't mean they're leaving, doesn't mean they're um, planning some sort of, you know, um, Something Sab- different. Sabotage. Sabotaging it, yeah. One of the things for me I think I was concerned about was um, I've always been the protector. Um, is what, is what is she getting herself into? Mm-hmm. Is What environment is she going to be around that I'm un- unable to be there and, and help her or protect her? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, because that's one of the things I think I dealt with um, and, and but trusting that she would be okay to go do her thing and trusting that she could make a decision and uh, was was something I had to let go of because mm-hmm. um, I felt I needed to be that that protector for her. Mm-hmm. And and when you met us in Spain, did you realize she didn't need protection from us? <laughs> at, at, at that point, I had let go already. You know, I'm I'm taking that time to work on my schoolwork, and I just fly the wall and I get emails, and it was only for a little while. And uh, at that point, I'd already I'd already said, yeah, it's, it's fine. But but that but that's the that's the thing that I think is really interesting. Like Jamie, when you were talking about you know the relationship allowing um, freedom for the individual growth of each person. You know, because I think, I think when you are attached at the hip, you feel like, you know, you want to be a part of everything that the other person is experiencing, but Mm -hmm. each, but because each person has their own journey, because each person has their own um, evolution, you know, evolutionary process, you know, I, I think, I think the challenge is for the other partner when they see 
their partner growing in whatever form or fashion to just um, to try to stay present and really be curious Mm -hmm. and ask a lot of questions about, oh, wow, I've been noticing this and what is this about? And you know, why are you, why are you doing it? Not in an accusatory way, but you know, why are you feeling called to do this? What is compelling you? Um, so then it's more an exploration into, Hey, I I really just want to find out who you are and who you're, who you're becoming. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think the curiosity is, it's really good. I think now it's now, now it's kind of like, more entertainment. <laughs> okay, what alien civilization are you reading about today, Jamie? <laughs> we were joking today about how life never will ever be boring. <laughs> Surprise, I have blue hair now. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so let me let me ask you um, how has your new work Jamie affected your relationship with Tony. Um, how how has it affected you? First off, you can start with talking about you know what you've learned about yourself, or um, you know sort of more of what your mission and purpose, and because you have done this full journey of you know discovering more about who you are and and how you want to show up in the world so how has that affected you and how is it affecting your partnership with Tony mm. well i mean just having my own healing practice has really helped me like become more of i feel like who i've always been mm-hmm. um a side of me that i've suppressed for so many years just because I've taken on other responsibilities. And so it, it just allows me to, I think just really be all the aspects of myself that I love and that have allowed me to grow into a more multidimensional human, Mm -hmm. you know? And so and that, in a sense, has changed my life because I get to really live and embody everything that I do, you know. Um, in terms of, I mean, Tony's just been really, ever since I launched my healing practice, he's been really supportive. And so it's been really beautiful to see how he stepped into that supportive role and, um, and, and he has been curious, you know, he's just, even just tonight before we, while we're getting set up, he's looking at all my tools and playing with my crystals and, you know, like listening to the tone of the forks and stuff. So, and he allows me to tune him. And that's been a journey because it's like, (laughs) it's really interesting. They, in training, they advise you not to tune your spouse because it's a little too close for comfort. Um, But I find it so interesting. He just, he kind of just falls asleep in 10 minutes. He's snoring on the table. (laughs) 
Meanwhile, I'm I'm journeying through his childhood, and I'm I'm hearing ten year old Tony, you know, saying nobody's listening to me, and and you know, eight year old Tony, who's you know, just it's just really funny. Like I I we grew up on on different ends of the globe, but you know, I didn't have the chance to know him as a little one. But I feel like um, being able to offer my own healing practice to him I get to venture through those beautiful aspects of his younger self which is really incredible and and holds space for for little t and <laughs> and shift that energy <laughs> yeah help me understand things that it may reoccur that um that I'm looking to you know to not necessarily control, but just walk through or hold space. Understand. Understand, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. be present with it. Um, a lot of times we try to just suppress things, you know, we push it down. We deal with some sort of anxiety that may have, um, that, um, you know, may have, may have played out in a uh, wound earlier in your life it comes back and we never really understand how um you know why why are we uh, repeating these circles or why are we still dealing with these sorts of um problems you know Mm -hmm. so um it's allowed me to revisit where it where it began Mm -hmm. and where it repeated and where it where it became maybe part of a habit or part of a routine or suppression that i started at a earlier timeline. So I'm really, really proud of her, uh, of Jamie's um, work and her passion and her input into it. It's, um, you know, it's lovely to see her happy and, and, um, and I just hold space for her. (laughs) And I just hold space for her. um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. And how, and how Tony, have you helped her heal some of her childhood stuff that she's carried around with her well i'm i'm brutally honest i'm i i'm right out there if there's something to be said i'll say it Uh and uh, i think jamie struggled with that earlier in our relationship um she would take it offensively but it was more me showing a reflection perhaps of her Uh that i think these days um she's she's she acknowledges it and just and you know that's the way it is and you know that so I think um it's really it's really helped her understand herself by by me being who I am and um and it's yeah and um and yeah it's a de- it's a dance so grow with us really growing up together and his um ability to be brutally honest I always thought I was so mean. Like I always thought like this, this, this aspect of him that was like this mean monster would come out and I'd feel like kind of under attack and would go into defensive mode. And so over the years, what we've learned is that to be honest is okay, but you have to have compassion. And so that's something that Tony's really had to learn to embody is that when he's being honest with somebody, to be really present with them and to be very compassionate and not to 
want to have control over the outcome of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's that's kind of a, I think that's pretty common for men to want a um, certain outcome for mm-hmm. something, and and so for him to just soften up and and be more open and and that honesty is good it's great for communication but mm-hmm. um yeah honesty with compassion yeah it's really important yeah, and, and I, I surrender had, yeah i had the honesty from you know my father um i've always been that type of person um, but i lacked the compassion I lacked it. Was, it was aggressive. It, yeah. it would be very aggressive at some at times. I lacked the tact. I would, I would just be out there, throw it out there at the worst possible time. And, <laughs> and um, so I've learned that it's okay. You, you can you can still say it, but there's a, a way you can say it in a loving manner and a compassionate manner. And not fake, not, you not know, because yeah. I think that's that's something that, when it, when I present this idea to my family about speaking to each other with more compassion, meaning like my extended family, you know, some of the responses that I've got sometimes is like, well, what do you, you know, do you want me to be all like, like prissy and nice? And, and it's like, no, you don't have to be fake. You could be yourself, but just with an open heart and open compassion. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and so the, that, authenticity is incredibly important but yeah when you're dealing with sensitive topics you know yeah. like being being honest with somebody it's really important to um, acknowledge that, that what you're saying what you may say may hurt that individual so mm-hmm. say it in a um, in a way where um, you know it comes from a loving place so I've, mm-hmm. I've, I've learned over the years the last four or five years that that uh, by being present with myself, by being 100% with that person, that I'm able, and, and coming from a, an interested, from a, um, a loving place, mm-hmm. I think of being able to engage with that individual, my employees, uh, people, my friends, uh, more sincerely, uh, to be engaged with them, to be more aware and more tuned in, and to have... Um, you know, deeper conversations. Not, I've always been a deep person and I've always talked about reality, but I feel like um, now I'm, I'm, I'm doing it with more sincerity because it's, it's not just a talk, it's a conversation. It's more, I'm interested. Yeah, in connecting. Yeah, I'm really interested. Yeah. I want you to do well. I want you to be okay because if you're okay, I'm okay. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think when, when both of you were talking, I just kept uh, that compassion piece um, is to me like you, you can tell the truth. And I know some people, some people say, well, I'm not going to sugarcoat the truth. It's the truth, mm-hmm. right? Well, it's the yeah. truth from, it's the truth from your perspective yeah. and you can also be kind, mm-hmm. you know, you can be kind with the intent to um, still be supportive and connecting, mm-hmm. you know, and, and inviting someone in, even in their pain and difficulty and struggle, as yeah. opposed to pushing people away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because I, I do think that when you are in partnership, you are mirrors for each other. You know, that we, that we all have these, you know, wounds and triggers and, um, you know, things that we carry in us that, that basically block us from love you know, that, that make us feel insecure or doubt ourselves or, um, you know, are, are afraid of being rejected or abandoned. And mm -hmm. so, you know, our, when our partner triggers us, it's these, it's these ways where we need to heal those things that happen to us so mm -hmm. that we come to a, so that we come to a deep um, acceptance and reverence for both ourselves you know, as well as for our partner. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. If there's a trigger, if there's something that uh, makes you feel um, angry or or um, responsive to it, like you want to react emotionally, then there's usually there's something you need to work on. Usually there's something yourself, within yourself that you need to work on because it's making you feel that way. It's a trigger. Mm -hmm. And partners have a lovely way of finding those triggers. Push those <laughs> buttons. <laughs> but it's really a wonderful opportunity too to see, um, you know, the things that maybe you need to deal with, you know. And sometimes the honesty from another partner is love. They're, they're telling you, they're showing you. Um, and, uh, you know, I just hope that it's reciprocal though, you know, that it's not just one-sided, somebody picking on somebody. Mm -hmm. you know um so we both need to be and we both have worked on ourselves um and we're better off for it when we do so. mm -hmm. yeah we really don't trigger each other anymore yeah that must be an amazing um environment that you create for yourselves 20 years of lots of effort. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, the, the hard work pays off, definitely. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I think it, it should get easier. Um, and people grow, they grow apart and they grow together. And I think it's, it's a natural part of humanity. Mm -hmm. It's a natural part of organisms. Uh, we grow through different stages. And I think, um, I think if you, if you are weak, and you're present with those those stages that you grow and and there's adjustments you know when Jamie was going through her journey I, I had to adjust I had to fundamentally change mm -hmm. um, you know yeah I felt abandoned um, you know I felt that that's because I, I I came from a family business and I wanted to create a family business and I had created a family business so all of a sudden that was changing and yeah, but he literally had to let go of his dream. I had dream. to let go of my dream, right? I had to, you know, um, face my fears. I had to, um, you know, so I think it's, it's, a, it's a difficult one sometimes. But, but I, I, I walked, you know, I, I, I changed too. So I decided that it would be easier for me to change than to fight it. You know, and keep doing my thing. I decided I was going to, I was going to support Jamie and I was going to walk it with her and I would make up my decision, you know, what I would do in the future. And, and, it, and it, um, if anything, it's, it's made me a better business person, a better friend, um, better husband, mm. because um, 
I've allowed her to have her space and I have my space and um, you know, we're two different beings. We do, do different things. I'm more active. I'm more sporty. I'm more, you know, um, social. social um, and Jamie's, um, Jamie's got her own, own things too that she does. She's more, um, you know, social online. <laughs> <laughs> But and and she's at home these days, which is lovely to you know, to, to have because I'm home more often too now. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're we're quite different, but we've had to um, we've had to kind of grow together. I think that's key. Is um, you know you go through your your pains. I went through my pain with her change, but um, I knew we'd be okay. You know, I knew I'd be okay. It's not like I was gonna you know, die or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you just got to kind of go with it. I mean, when we first got married, I would think about, oh, okay, when we've been married 20 years, it's like we'll finally get to have our newlywed stage because we skipped all that. We yeah. skipped the honeymoon. We skipped the newlywed stage. And and so here we are. In, and I feel like I've been nine months pregnant for the last year and a half, just like giving birth to a, my, a new me, giving birth to my healing practice, giving, like, there's just been a, a lot of cycles of death and rebirth and creation. So I'm, I'm like, okay, when are we going to get to this? <laughs> now we're quarantined. When are going to feel like, you know, <laughs> like that, that young bride and get back into the newlywed days, like enough of the this death and rebirth. <laughs> I'm tired of being pregnant. <laughs> I thought the pregnancy days were over, <laughs> but you just gotta go with it, you know. Uh-huh. You just gotta, you just gotta allow. Uh-huh. So, so what's the what's the biggest lesson you want to teach your daughters about love and relationships? Um. That um, no matter what, you'll be okay. Um, if, if you if you go into it with, you've obviously got to make good decisions. You've obviously got to make make sure that your your partner is um, um, you have similar similar uh, um, likes and interests, so that you have things in common. But um, you also have to trust and let go. And help that person grow and help, um, you know, which helps yourself at the end of the day. Yeah, for me, they they have such different personalities. So I would teach them different things. Um, for my oldest, I, I hope that she can learn how the importance of forgiveness, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just really understanding that everybody's human and and not not so much taking things personally just really being able to forgive and then my youngest um the importance of communication and being open because she has a tendency to be more quiet like i was Mm -hmm. and just teaching her that it's okay to you know that it's safe it's safe to speak what you're feeling. It's and it's so important. Mm-hmm. We all go through different stages, and we all learn and evolve at different times. 
so that advice may be different in three years. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but even even Jamie, when you were talking about creating that sense of safety, it starts with that creating that for yourself, mm-hmm. right? You know, which is which I know that's part of what you were struggling with and being transparent and expressing yourself is like really feeling safe to say, you know what, this is who I am. And yeah, I, and I need to honor that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, of course, you know, maybe what I do will affect you in a negative way, or I'm not sure how this will affect you, but I just know that it's something that is inside of me waiting to be birthed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that creative process is so important. I mean, just just like your business, Tony. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think um, I think we all have to look at um, what we want to do with a passion, and you can find passion in, in many different ways. You know, um, and with Jamie, she's found her passion and things that she likes to do, and and um, with my business, I've I've found um, you know passions and, and wins that I I enjoy like. Um, mentoring the staff and coaching and, and I, you know, you, you, find, you kind of find yourself, you know, realize who, you, who your path or your journey is. Uh, uh, usually it, it's usually right in front of you. Sometimes you just can't see it. Um, and as soon as you take a step back and you realize that you've been doing it all along, um, it's really fulfilling. Mm-hmm. And, and plus I think it's really interesting you know, to see your partner grow and evolve, you know, it's like, huh, wonder Mm -hmm. how, wonder how they're going to show up today. Wonder what's going to be new and different. Wonder what things that they've discovered about themselves so that you don't ever take each other for granted and think that, oh, you know, everything there is to know about the other person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you don't want to be controlling and, and dictate what, what happens. We're all individuals. We need our own, our own lives and their own stories and uh, and it's very interesting to watch you know it unfold um, and you know you don't want to have a partner I mean, I mean maybe you do one that's exact opposite or exact, exactly like you you know um, that'd be boring it's up to some, yeah. yeah I mean everyone can decide what they want but um, I'd rather have somebody that's more um, individual you know it's themselves, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because uh, it's really boring if, it was, if we were the same, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and plus, I think too, when you know, when you create that sense of safety and freedom for yourself, um, you know, to to be authentic and to honor what's right for you, then you also extend that same ability to your partner. You know, it's like mm-hmm. I, can, you know, I'm giving myself permission and I'm giving you permission because. We each have our own journeys and I'm just here to walk beside you, you know, mm-hmm. while you're on your, while you're on your journey and be a witness to you and love you and support you through it. Right. Yeah. And that, that was really the hardest thing for me to do because I was on the Tony bandwagon, you know, I was very much on his journey and 
for me to, I had to write it in a letter and just read the letter with my voice shaking that I've got to get on my own path. I have to get on my own bandwagon. And not only was that scary for me because, you know, he's, he's, uh, you know, it's been quite comfortable, even though it's been hard, he's been hard to keep up with. He's also been my protector. And I was going to say, maybe he created a way, an easier way for you to hide. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so it was, it's difficult going out on your own and starting your own path. But now that we've, we're established, you know, we're, our, our paths are still very much together, but we also have our own space. Mm-hmm. And, and then I think that that just creates um, bigger possibilities and a bigger world for the both of you. I mean, I, I, one thing I like to say is, you know, not you complete me or one plus one equals two, but one plus one in each and their wholeness creates like this infinite um, possibility and, and potential, right? Yeah. It's just like you, both of your worlds have the ability to expand so much more. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's not one or the other. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Makes it far more interesting. Yeah. yeah I'm still very much involved with my, my work and I love it. I'm good at it. And um, I'll probably be doing it for, you know, as long as I can. Mm-hmm. Jamie will be doing her thing and we still come together and have we have these conversations because we're interested in, in each other's space and what they're doing and what they're learning. We're supportive. We're going through different different learnings, but we're still evolving as, as people, as humans, you know, still participating. And it's, um, it's, it's, it's interesting when you're, um, you have two different dynamics, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it almost makes it um, easier in a way mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's, you get a, sometimes a vacation from what you're <laughs> stuck up in. Right. Up in. <laughs> <Every> day. Yeah. <laughs> I need a distraction. (laughs) So how do you, how do you both define real love? I think you feel it. I think you feel, um, I think it's just a, you know it. I think you just know it. Um, it, it's a, it's a, a loyalty. You feel the loyalty. You feel the, um, um, you trust the person, um, and and you f- you just feel it in your body that um, that that that's easy. You know, it, it, it's easy to walk this path with this person. Mm-hmm. Um, it's enriching. Yeah, it makes you a better person. Yeah, um, for me, it's of course it's all frequency, right? <laughs> So it's just, um, you know, your your heart guides you to where you need to be. And when you show up into those spaces and, and you get introduced to new people, you know, it's 
there's there's just a frequency um and chemistry and and that's not even limited to partners you know it's it's friendships it's family it's it's some stranger on the road that you can really offer love to them without even doing anything just holding that presence without them even knowing you know it's Mm -hmm. limitless Mm -hmm. being loving and experiencing love is limitless yeah which you two are a beautiful example of that (laughs) thank you um so jamie do you want to tell people a little bit about what you do and how they can get in touch with you if they're interested in getting your amazing healing (laughs) which i've experienced lots of peace oh thank you yeah so my healing practice it's pretty much holding space for my clients to explore their the soundtrack of their life and um, with my tuning forks I, I tune into their auric feel and and sense into what's going on at different stages and we're able to connect the dots on um, if there's any patterns, um, if there's any stuck energy, um, if there's anything that needs to be shifted or just brought back into balance, then we're able to to do that in the session. And, um, you know, I researched healing different modalities for three years before I moved into this. And, and it's something that I just feel very resonant with because it's so efficient powerful but it's so gentle and and it's just beautiful and it's really um a co-creation between myself and my client and and creating that space where they can go on a little journey um so and and really find the beauty that's really the ultimate goal is to find the beauty within and and really um allow that to come through and allow the brightness and the light that they're holding within to come through. So, yeah, um, it's, my business is called Sacred Vibrational Therapy. And so if you just research, if you just Google that, my website will come up and my, my Facebook and my Instagram are both Sacred Vibrational Therapy. So you could follow me or, or come, come have an appointment because you'll be amazed at how wonderful <laughs> you feel afterwards. Yeah, during the quarantine, I've done all um, distance sessions, and yeah. um, I've had a few clients that come for in-person sessions, and some of them drive about an hour away, and I'm always like, I can do it at a distance. I could do it at a distance, and a lot of them are like, No, we want to come. We want to come, and. And so now that we're in quarantine and they've had the opportunity to have a session at a distance, they're amazed at how much it's the same. There really is no distance between us. Yeah. You know, we're all operating under the same network. We have full access to each other, you know, with each other's permission. And, And so it's, it's really astounding. 
clients all over the world. It's amazing. Yeah, it's beautiful. So sacred vibrational therapy for Jamie and then your marketing company, Tony, you want to tell them if they need any marketing help? <laughs> it's a cloud company and professional managed services. So um, we're located in Los Angeles with a data center in LA and um, we provide all the IT services for, uh, for businesses medical companies, um, hotels, and all sorts of businesses. So when a company wants their um, IT infrastructure managed, we, we manage it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so marketing was just a small component of what we did, but um, mostly it's uh, like the infra- infrastructure. Infrastructure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And what's the name of the company again? <laughs> it's called globalit.com. Okay. okay. Yeah. In case in case people are interested, you never know. <laughs> um, well, you two are a beautiful um, example of the balance of masculine and feminine. Mm, the, di- the divine, yeah, the divine love. I mean, you're really a beautiful sacred union. Mm. So thank you for sharing sharing yes. with us. Thank yeah. you. And um, for for any, you know, for people who enjoyed this, I'm sure you will. There's, you know, there's so much wisdom and insight and Jamie and Tony are so inspiring to me. I hope that I can recreate that for my next relationship. And you will. And so please, you know, please subscribe to the Wake Up to Real Love podcast and share with your friends. And uh, if anybody would like support from me and creating Um, more real love in your life. This is the work that I do. And uh, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at the awakening with Dawn and my website's coming soon. Yay. Uh, yay. And, um, you know, as we've talked about, um, you know, through Jamie and Tony's journey, you know, even though it's a relationship and a partnership, um, the thing that I say at the end of every podcast is the most important relationship you'll ever have is the one you have with yourself. And so when you take care of that first, you know, then it's much easier to invite somebody else in and, and create something beautiful from it. So thank you, Jamie and Tony. I'm so glad that you guys hung out with me. You're amazing. I love you both. And love um, you. <laughs> thanks for being here with me. Oh, thanks you for having us. We love you and we'll do anything to support your beautiful work. You're such a bright light yeah. in this yeah. world. And I'm really looking forward to watching this part of your journey and your passion just grow and expand. Thank it's you. It's really beautiful. Thank you for all your love and support. Um, okay, so listeners, every day wake up to more and more real love. Take care. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.